0: Fentanyl, it could be hiding anywhere, including in your house, including in your medicine cabinet, or maybe at a friend's house when you're hanging out, playing games, and get offered a pill. Don't take chances. If a drug didn't come from a pharmacy directly to you, you can find fentanyl using a simple strip you can pick up at your local pharmacy. Don't take it until you test it, because fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Brought to you by the Georgia Department of Behavioral Health and Mental Disabilities. Fentanyl. It could be hiding anywhere, including in your house, including in your medicine cabinet, or maybe at a friend's house, where you're hanging out, playing games, and you get offered a pill. Don't take chances. If a drug didn't come from a pharmacy directly to you, you can find fentanyl by using a simple strip you can pick up at your local pharmacy. Don't take it until you test it, because fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Brought to you by the Georgia Department of Behavioral Health and Mental Disabilities. secrets? You bet they are. To hear those secrets are revealed, teachers, seven years, researching the common core of the education system. Author Noriega. What they don't want you to know. Warning. This show might contain things you don't want to know and take you out of your comfortable zone. Down the rabbit hole. Is real and not what you expect. Welcome, welcome to another bizarre episode of Strange Energy. I'm your host, Citizen Zero, witnessing the bizarre, the obscure, the supernatural with my eyes, with my gifts. I've seen it and I'll tell you all about it. Remember, without you, we will be unable to provide these experiences to you that are available nowhere else. And now, without delay, another episode. Welcome, welcome to the freaky, to the bizarre, to the strange. I'm your host, Professor Zero. Let me remind you that we've encountered, some of the strange things, the balls of electrical lights are in the fields, the strange dreams and phenomena, the appearances of demons or angels. Let rem- remind you of a time when you used to wander about life, mystical things, special forces, incredible things that you started to not believe in, I've always had an affinity for the supernatural, the extraterrestrial, the pseudoscience, I've always been fascinated by it, and I've always been fascinated by people that seem to be sages. That seemed to be leaders seeking out and training people with gifts like myself. You see, when I was a child I went to Star Wars and I saw Obi-Wan Kenobi with his lightsaber and thought that was the most incredible thing, him teaching Luke Skywalker. And I thought, wow, I I would love to be somebody that learns these powers, these incredible forces you remember Lost, if you watch Lost that was a special series, that was an incredible series they don't have shows like that they don't let shows like that get through those kind of shows are far and few between but in that show there was a man there was a man and he came to Locke when he was a small child and he gave him a test and this test was to see if Locke was special Locke needed to go to a special school to receive special training well I myself have had special gifts and special abilities since I was a child and when I was a child I had a similar experience someone came to me to my family, to us I couldn't have been more than 7 or 8 and a man knocked at the door my mother let him in he came in and immediately I saw he was different. He looked strange. He had a sort of difference, a sort of separation about him, as if he wasn't from this belonging. He didn't belong to us, to our family of men, to our circumstance on the earth. I don't know whether he was an extraterrestrial, whether he was one of the three Nephites, perhaps. Whether he was just a sage, a wise man, apart from everything. But my impression was immediately that this man was different. And he set up a test as well for me. I don't know how he knew, but he came and he wanted to test me. At first he talked about things like how to ward off evil spirits. He talked about opening scriptures, leaving them out in the air because the evil spirits don't like them. That the very words permeate into the atmosphere around you. You don't even have to read them, the books just need to be open and the essence of them themselves creates an atmosphere where the evil spirits don't like to be he also said as i asked him how do you how do you ward off evil spirits how do you get rid of them once they're there i used to be terrified of evil spirits when i was a kid i was seven eight years old primarily because my family was always surrounded by evil spirits several of my aunts and uncles were possessed at different times. And many times we lived in houses that were just permeated, just haunted, haunted with these entities. And so many times we encountered supernatural events. They turn off the lights and got attacked several times. You're living in an apartment in New Orleans. Of course, New Orleans, right? The land of the voodoo the American land of Haiti. Just the Creole atmosphere permeates everywhere, and so you're going to have this witchcraft, this voodoo permeated throughout the land, seeped rich into the culture of the people. And so I'd encountered, not personally of them attacking me, but just feeling the presence of them constantly. And so I wanted to know how to ward them off, how to make them go away. He taught me. He said, well, you have to say the name of Jesus Christ. Go away, evil spirit. So I thought that was like a recipe, and I chanted it over and over again. He said, no, no, don't chant it. It's not a chant. You just say something similar to that. At that age, I didn't understand it. After that time, I'd go around chanting it over and over again, probably 100,000 times a day. I don't know. Just to make sure there were no evil spirits at the age of 7 or 8. Those kind of demonic entities had zero to little effect on them. They didn't know the rules back then. You may not know the rules. And so You may not understand that the only influence that's evil upon children, your children, any children, that are 8 and under, is the influence of man. The influence of evil people. Not of evil spirits. Evil spirits cannot... Get those children yet they have to work through people and those people can attack children they can become evil themselves evil spirits because of their being attacked by evil men evil women so you can have an evil child but the reason for it is not because evil influences of spirits of non-corporate beings have attacked them but rather second parties third parties through the influence of evil spirits on adults to prey on innocent children and warp their mind and let them become warped. So this is the effect, but other than that, other if you have a natural family, a good family, that's not going to abuse you or you have circumstances surrounding you that aren't gonna let you be victimized by some unknown stranger or a familiar person from the family, you're not going to get the influences of the devil as strongly as would an adult because they have to come to you second or third hand. Anyway, I didn't get this when I was a kid. but What I did get is this was a strange person. And often during the conversation, he would look up and he would start talking and I would say, or my mother say, who are you talking to? And he said, him. Now, I knew what he meant. He meant Heavenly Father. One of the times he said that, he said, oh, I didn't know that. And it was quite interesting because it was as if he was having a conversation with Jesus Christ himself. I don't know. The whole point is that I proved this man to be true. He gave me a test. He said something about, have you noticed if you have any special abilities? I think that's what he said. I can't remember exactly. Or have you noticed your child having interesting gifts? And my mother, of course, boasted about me. But I said, I I said it right away because I knew I could see Auras. The man said, oh, really? You can see Auras? Yeah, I can see Auras. When can you see them? All the time. All the time. I can see the light permeates around people. And he asked me to explain them. I said, well, it's a light... It has two layers. The first layer hugs your skin and the second layer comes out a little further. And each light is a different color. It Surrounds your body, comes out of your body, permeates your body, and it glows. I said, what else can you see? Well, even when I was a child, I could see the the residue of energy everywhere. This is why I hated turning off the light, and I begged my mother to keep the lights on because if she would turn off the light, I would see see blotches of light. I would see orbs. I would see spots of light everywhere, different colors. The whole room would be filled with lights that would turn on and off, almost like Christmas, but not as bright. The shadows of light, the after effect of light, they still glowed. They were the fingerprint of once a room that was lit. And it was strange. It bothered me. So I didn't want to see those lights. I didn't want to see them at night. So I always begged, please turn on the lights. I don't have to see these things. My mother didn't understand why. She always turned off the light, turned off the light. I met a friend of my mother's one time. This was a person from the Middle East, more of a witch, but she, too, explained to my mother, I see them, too. This is why I leave my light dim at night. She would she would leave her light dim. She wouldn't leave her light off. She wouldn't leave it on, but she would dim the switch almost to where the light can't be seen, just where barely the light comes on. And she explained to my mother, it's real. This was the first time I, I was finally, finally justified. Here was a second witness saying, no, it's true. There are lights glowing when you turn off the light. And they're everywhere and they're bothersome. And I see them too. My mother believed her and finally believed me. So going back to this interview of this person that I knew was somebody special. He said, okay, let's give you a test. And so he stuck out his hand. Now his hand was interesting because it had three rings on it. There was a middle ring for the middle finger a wedding band ring and also on his index and he put his hand up in the air he said when can you see it can you see it all the time or does it have to be a certain background i said no all the time because i could i could see it all the time all i had to do was barely unfocus my eyes just barely just to the point where something gives you a double image and then read slightly refocus not to where you're focused on the thing again but where you're slightly refocused and then then I could see the aura hugging the skin and then a second I could see all the aura both layers and so all I had to do was not be focused on something but just slightly lose focus and everything around me glowed everything, people glowed, objects glowed everything glowed and so this man said well okay He extended his hand out and he put it in front of me. He said, what color is my aura? Now, I'd never seen something like this before. It confused me. It baffled me. I was afraid that the man wasn't going to believe me. I was afraid of failing the test. I was afraid that the man would say, you didn't pass the test. So what I saw, I'd never seen before. I saw one finger of one color, I don't remember if it was blue, another finger yellow probably, I can't remember and another finger probably orange, I don't know, I can't remember the exact colors. But all I do remember is they were three different colors, this And I would never seen that before, I always saw Aura's one color, like I said, the one hugging your skin is one color and the one that's above it is a different color most of the times. And of course, I knew what red meant. Red meant that that person was evil. That person, there was something wrong with that person. So I tried to stay away from red R's. This man didn't have red R's. He had strange R's. I think, I think the yellow goldenish one was around one of his uh, rings. And then the other two, I don't remember the exact color. But I thought to myself, what do I do? The man's not going to believe me. So I decided, and you can imagine the mind of a kid at this time, remember I'm only seven or eight. I think I was eight. Must have been eight. I think I was about to be baptized. Anyway, this man in front of me was posing a challenge to me. So in that moment of indecision, I made up my mind as only a kid could, seeing three different colors, thinking. I can't absolutely say three colors because that would sound ridiculous. I came to the conclusion that I would just say one color, so I did. I chose one of the three colors. Now I can't remember which color I chose, but the fact of the matter is I spit it out and the man's face looked disappointed. Again, you have to have seen laws to understand the look on the man's face disappointment and of wasting his time no it's not yellow or whatever it was and so then he proceeded to tell me that this one is this color either what it was blue or this one's gold and this one's orange or whatever it was the case and he said well certain metals make the colors different so If you're wearing a gold ring, it's gonna affect the aura around that finger. And if you're wearing a silver ring, it's gonna affect it as well. Now, what was so interesting is the man had come prepared. I didn't think of that till this moment in time. He came prepared with three different metals in each hand. One was gold, one may have been silver. I remember the gold. And the other one, I believe might have been platinum or somewhere in the like. But he came prepared having each finger a different color. Each finger glowing because of the metal that was touching his skin. So when I failed the test, he informed us, me and my mother, that, again, that the metals make the aura a little different color when they they affect. And also, he said, the background, et cetera, the background affects the color of the aura. But I said, but but. I can see the aura. I I see it. And he didn't believe me much, but he said, okay. So he stood in the kitchen against the white wall. And then I looked, and the aura was definitely a certain color. It was blue, I believe. Yes, it was blue, I remember. All around his body, blue. Now we're talking about the outer aura, the one that's brighter, the one that that you can see from far away because the hand almost has to be closer to see both layers. But around his whole being, I could see that it was blue. And then he said to me, well, what about now? He came out of the kitchen, he went against a different wall and he said, now, and I said, now it's purple because I saw it clear as day. And he said, that's correct. And so he sat down with us again and he said, it appears that you may be able to see Ares some of the time, but not all of the time. And now, he didn't say this, but all of the time is what he was looking for, which was me. And I've been, and I I am so disappointed that I failed the test because this man, this man was looking for that person that could see the auras at all times. Because that person that could see ours could also see evil spirits, could also see the lights, residues, could also detect these things that they needed that the common person did not have. And that was me. So ever since this time, I've pondered time and time again, who was that man? And you would think he's loony. He'd just stop and speak to God. But the thing I have to put a finger on every time is that he was right. Because I, I could see ours, and he was right about the colors. And he tested me, and I was wrong because I gave him only one color. Well, anyway, what he taught me that day was a lot of information in a short time. He must have spent only about an hour with us, maybe a little longer. But in the time he spent, he taught me how to ward off evil spirits. He told me the different meaning of the different colors of the auras not all of them but he told me some that's when i learned that green a green aura is mean it means that you're sick and he confirmed the red aura means that you're evil he told me about evil spirits don't have an aura rather they have a lack thereof they're black they just have blackness all around them. the air around them is black and that's correct evil spirits, they make the air around them dark. It's almost as if they are sucking in, almost as if their bodies are a singularity, a black hole, sucking in light and not letting it escape. That's what they are. They're devourers of goodness, of light. While we, we all glow. We all give up the light of Christ, which we get from Christ. So, again, my encounter with this field man, with this tester, with this agent, or rather with this scout, was very interesting at a very early age. Again, I've never seen anyone like him since then. But I've encountered strange people from time to time, people that have not told me who they were but have brief encounters with me. I've looked at them sideways saying, I know who you are. They're other field agents, scouts, and although they've never approached me all the way, they've kept aloof, but they've drawn near from time to time. Perhaps they now know that I did pass the test. Who knows? But that one encounter was singular in my life, unique. And I I met a strange fellow, unlike any human being i had ever seen with great supernatural powers and the ability to know things that others didn't this was like yoda like obi-wan kenobi that i'd seen in star wars in the movies this was like the matrix have you ever encountered a scout what they don't want you to know with your host mr noriega is the government keeping secrets? You bet they are. Here are those secrets are revealed. Teachers, seven years researching the Common Core of the education system. Author Noriega. Get creative and earn cash for spring clothes at Plato's Closet. Sell your gently used warm weather styles like tees, shorts, sandals and more. We pay cash on the spot for gently used styles for guys and girls in their teens and 20s. Go through your closet and sell us the spring clothes, shoes and accessories that you no longer need. For cash on the spot, turn your spring clothes into cash at Plato's Closet. With 14 locations in the Atlanta area, find your nearest location at platoscloset.com.